Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is joined by Dave Prokopek, CEO of Ideal Image. Hello, everybody. This is Medical Spa Insider. Alex Tiersch here. I've got Dave P., <laughs> Uh, whose name I will mess up constantly if I try to pronounce it, um, but the CEO of Ideal Image, which I believe is you know the largest med spa in America, really. Um, and congratulations on that. I think that's amazing. Um, uh, and thanks for joining us, Dave. Yeah, great to be with you, Alex. So um, you know, it's it's great to have you because we've you know the the med spa space, uh, the aesthetic space in general is has traditionally been a kind of the the purview of of mom and pop um places you know what you've got single owners you've got one one to two to three locations maximum you guys have come along and and ideal image has kind of been around as the largest med spot chain for 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 really a long time and you're kind of one of the ones to 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 survive um, and you know, so really, I I, I want to get into that a little bit because I think it's 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 fascinating to me that you you guys have been able to succeed where others have failed, and and I know it's you know, Ideal Image has been around longer you know even than, than you've been running it, but but just give me your sense um, from from a you know fifty thousand square foot or fifty thousand foot view, wh- what is it about Ideal Image that has allowed you to thrive and expand and survive when when so many others of these big brands over the years since two thousand have haven't been able to make it. Yeah, I think it's a neat look. I, I'm very humbled by our success. And as you said, I've been here, you know, I've, I've taken the reins here uh, as CEO in the last three years. I, I would say, look, I think part of our secret sauce is, is just our medical heritage. I mean, right. I, I always say it's the heart and soul of the business and we've done more treatments. And, you know, when I came, we continued just to invest in that. And really as a way to be able to take customers who are already going to dermatologists or plastic surgeons or other folks, you know, that, that, that's been a, a big part of the success and it's, it's costly to do, but um, it, it's been uh, super important to us. I'd say the other big thing, Alex, is we really have made a pivot to, to being expert in, in the direct to consumer space of acquiring customers. Mm-hmm. So we've invested a ton of money, both in people and platforms to become expert at getting customers through paid social ads, paid search ads, TV. And that expertise has let us get customers faster than the industry's growing. Yes. And, you know, there's other things, but I would say in the recent, you know, six months or so that that's really helped us. Well, that's, that's awesome. And, and, and remind me, you've got like around 150 locations uh, across the country. Is that right? Yeah. In, in yes, Canada? we do. We, we, yep. We have 150, you know, across about 35 states. Right. That I mean, which is which is very impressive. Um, let's talk about you know coming out of COVID because there's been um, many med spas, many aesthetic practices who who frankly have succeeded um, coming out of COVID and have done very well recently. And then there's you know kind of the 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 other side of the coin where there's 10 to 15 percent of of, of pretty much all med spas are, are out of business and we don't really hear from them anymore. But most of the, most of the ones who have done well seem to have um, kind of survived the initial carnage and then been able to pivot and, and, and move into different areas. I, I'm curious to see, um, number one, how, 
how ideal image is doing um the, the, you know overall and 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 then the the follow up to that is 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 how'd you do it like what was the what were you know one or two of the main things that that you saw coming on as as the pandemic arrived and we had to shut down that allowed you to to survive and and thrive yeah, I, I think it's a good question. You know, like I said, we, we've been fortunate. I mean, since uh, you know reopening in June, you know, we had to shut our clinics like everybody else. Right. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. We've been growing. You know, fifteen to twenty percent a month year on year. Uh, our, our first quarter just ended here. We were probably up forty percent or more, uh, and you know, on our sales side and on our treatment side, you know, we're we're growing. You know, equally as as fast. Um, I think, you know, in terms of what let us do it, I'd say it's a couple things, you know, in, you know, I don't know, it was a year ago now, right? But, you know, third week of March, we had to shut our clinics. No, I think none of us as owners or CEOs knew what we were going to do or had faced it before. Right. Pretty pretty quickly, I'd say in eight to 10 days, I'd say we, we switched to a digital model where we took all of our aesthetic consultants and we set them up on Zoom and our, our virtual platform. Mm-hmm. And we spent money when others stopped and, and kept getting leads, even though we were closed. Mm-hmm. And we saw that consumers still wanted to talk about how they looked and how they felt. Mm. So that was a big bet we took and, yep. and the bet paid off. And so we were able to maintain our sales and grow our sales on the front end, even though, uh, you know, we weren't open. And, the, and, and that continued. Yep. Uh, and what we, and so what we've seen is that consumer demand is back, yep. but it takes money right now to, to get the customer. Mm-hmm. I'd say the other thing we did was we, I, I mentioned earlier, just about our medical heritage. You know, we really leaned into a campaign we called we're ready for you. Mm-hmm. And we got our, all of our medical pros and a medical board together to have both our staff feel safe, but more importantly, have our clients feel safe about coming back. You know, even in the middle of the pandemic and, you know, went to, you know, full PPE and we took our salespeople out of the clinics and no lobbies and, you know, mm-hmm. checking in and just really went to full hospital grade. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, again, same thing, a big cost to go do all that. But that comfort really let our customers come back more quickly than I think they are uh, in other places around the United States. So when you say, I mean, you say full hospital grade, you mean like full hospital grade as far as the the um, just anti you know infection, all the protocols and stuff like that. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm in quotes hospital grade meaning. Yeah. I mean, we 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 took, um, you know, we were combined sales functions and lobby and, and yeah. the treatments, and so we took all of that out, and so it was really just doing treatments. Yeah. And everyone was in PPE, the clients gotcha. and obviously our medical pros, you know, all the time. You know, you had to text to get in to come to the lobby and take you right to a treatment room, you know, and just, you know, disinfecting gotcha. after every, you know, every treatment and just just taking it up a full notch. Gotcha. But communi- communicating that to the client base was important and having our nurses feel safe being back, you know, was really important to giving that comfort to the clients. Right. Right. So it was a big deal that got us, you know, got, got, the, got the confidence back. Yeah, I think that's um, super important. Um, and 
what um, you know, Ideal Image has been such a big name in the industry for such a long time. What's your? I mean, what are kind of the future plans? Like, what are you trying to do now? I know you've got you know you've got a number of clinics, um, but um, I, I feel like you're also expanding and looking for additional clinics and additional providers. What's your? I mean, what's the 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 plan for the next couple months to to a couple of years? Yeah, look, we're in we're we bet in we're we're in growth mode and growth mindset. Look, our overall our mission is to really you know democratize or just make aesthetics really more affordable and accessible mm-hmm. than ever before. You know, in, you know, for me coming to this category, I see ten primarily women who want to use aesthetic services for every one that's actually using them, mm-hmm. and there's just been a lot of friction in the category. So our business plan is to go to knock down all those barriers, whether that's access the hours that we work, the pricing, all those kinds of things. And so, you know, that's a big part of the growth plans. But in terms of our point of care network, we've already got the largest point of care network. I think, you know, you'll see us grow that 15 to 20% a year here. We're we're going to be entering California uh, in the third quarter. We just opened in the D.C. market. You'll see us get into New York and other markets over the next 18 months. Um, You know, the other thing that's on on the horizon here is, I think all of us kind of have to band together in this new digital world. And so we're, you'll, you'll see us with an offering fairly soon where other med spas, other doctors, derms, or plastic surgeons would be able to join the Ideal Image Network, you know, more to come on that. But I think that we're going to, you know, create a powerful network that all of us can play in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the not too distant future. And we just lost membership. Maybe one of the last things I'll mention of all the things we're doing is, you know, we just launched a membership program that for $250 a year, you can get, you know, amazing prices, free treatments, and really just kind of opening up the market to people who haven't used aesthetics before. Um, So those are some of the things on the horizon. We're seeing, you know, we're seeing memberships come up um, a, a lot more, and I think it's I, th- I think it's a, a logical and, and and exciting part to the industry. How, how difficult was it, and 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 what what else can you share, if if anything, about kind of the membership program and and, and how it works, and how how you know what the feedback has been from um, you know your current patients, or you know has there been any impact on your your patient base from 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 leveraging the, the memberships. Yeah, look, membership has been, it was a two-year project for us. There's lots of ways you can do it, as you noted. Um, We spent a lot of time in consumer work. Our goal was to make the most consumer-friendly membership out there. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of years worth of work, you know, where we landed was an annual fee of $250, uh, so very affordable. And and one of the key benefits, people get to pick a free treatment worth at least $250. So we let you pick Mm -hmm. from laser hair or uh, IPL facials or alt therapy or various things. And so people get the value back basically day one. Right. And then, you know, in like our Botox business, you can get Botox for eight ninety a unit when you buy membership and, and normally we're at $15. And so mm. we also then created our best VIP pricing mm-hmm. with, with the membership. And so that um, those two things combined really affordable you get your value back right away and the best prices. And we don't make you buy anything else. Right. You know, once you buy the member, if you don't want to buy another thing for the month, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're getting over 40% of our clients taking membership right now. I mean, it's, wow. it's been a huge, huge success. Wow. And um, so I think it's going to be a big part. Uh, and so in terms of the client base, they, they like it. It's affordable. Um, 
you know, they're, they're seeing, you know, they get basically a thousand bucks of value for two fifty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds simple right now, but it was, it took us that long to figure it out and, and uh, how to operationalize it. And um, so, so far so good. Well, yeah. I mean, it's for, for the size of your operation. I mean, having that in place is not a simple thing. You've got to be able to handle phone calls, all the, you know, all the in- incoming information. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, are, are you, are, do you think, um, so now that we're kind of emerging from this pandemic, we're coming out on the other side, what, and, and you've leveraged technology and been able to to kind of double down on your ability to 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 use that technology to get patients kind of wherever they are at home without having to bring them in. Are, are you going to keep that model moving forward, or are you th- are you thinking of going back to reopening up your lobbies and 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 go back to to, to as things were before? Yeah, I I think the ship has sailed. I think one of the big consumer trends that happened during COVID is the consumers got comfortable with with just telehealth overall, Mm -hmm. Alex, right? Mm -hmm. And so I believe like five, you know, 75% of Americans are comfortable using teleservices at this point. So I think there was a five-year adoption curve that came forward in one year. You know, so look, we, we may put, you know, one of the things we went to was more of a national sales force meeting, um, yes, um, consultations are happening virtually, but more importantly, they're happening nationally, you know, so we can have a sales consultant in Seattle talking to a, a client or patient in Miami. Right. And so that trend, and that's letting us be open nine to nine, you know, seven days a week. So all of those things we're going to com- keep. Could, right. could we put salespeople back in a clinic one day? Sure. Right. Um, but I, I think that the clients like the privacy of their home in mm-hmm. many, you know, you're talking about intimate, you know, uh, you know, aesthetics or an intimate conversation mm-hmm. and they really like the privacy of their home and the flexibility. So I, I think it's here to stay. That's, I mean, well, and, and, and the one thing I would say um, from my perspective, obviously, is that your ability with your size, right. And the and cash flow and capital is that you can, you can leverage that, um, that wide ranging telehealth system a lot better than a lot of other folks. Cause you, you know, doing nine to nine kind of nationwide is, I mean, that's amazing. That's an incredible benefit. Um, what's, I, I know the response has been good. Are you seeing also, cause one of the things that we've seen is the, is per patient revenue was going up. So people were coming in less because of, of COVID, but when they did come in, they were spending more. Are you noticing that trend also? Yeah, I think I would say for us that prices are, you know, prices broadly are flat to pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, our we, we've seen a real rise in our in our cool sculpting and fat reduction business. I mean, it's up, you know, 70, 80 percent. I mean, it's up, you know, really big numbers. Yeah, I think from um, so we've held our prices flat. And I would say um, people are starting to come back a little bit more frequently. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and so that's what we're feeling good about right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, our strategy is to get more clients and keep prices down. So what we're seeing is really a lot of client growth. Right. And like I said, and, and, and keeping prices flattish and, and so far that's working for us as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious cause you know, as a, um, the CEO of ideal image, you came in, I think you said three years ago. 
Um, and Ideal Image has been acquired. Um, in so so there, it, this was a, an investment um, for um, you know s- some group. And but 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 you're you're coming in on your in, with your CEO hat. I'm curious what your what your kind of vision and overall overall impression is of the aesthetic space versus other you know spaces out there that are that, that are growing because it, it, it's it's clear to me and it's been clear to, to most people in this industry for the past couple of years that it's it's such an exciting industry because of the potential for growth as you said for every you know one who's been treated there are 10 who haven't um, but coming from the you know a, a more of a, the investor a CEO non-medical side of things what w- when you talk about aesthetics to to other CEOs and other verticals what do you what do you say about it because are you as excited as, as we are about the the future yeah I mean for me I'm a serial entrepreneur I mean I've been doing consumer this would be my six, my sixth platform in consumer, you know, you know, uh, working with private equity far and away. This is the best industry I've ever seen and been involved in, you know, from a, that's awesome. Yeah. Far. I mean, not, nothing really? matches. Really? I that's, mean, that's cool. Yeah. Look, um, and I've been in, yeah. And so look, you've got, you've got category growth, 10 to 12 to 13% a year. You're, you're in the, second inning of adoption, you know, what is mm-hmm. Botox six, seven, eight, nine percent of the, you know, Americans in the world population using it. I mean, it, it'll be mid teens. So we're in the second inning of adoption. You're, you're, you know, the, there's not really too many categories that have high single to low double digit growth rates. You know, most, most other consumer categories, you know, you're, you're fighting for market share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is, you know, the margin structure is very good in the category and, and look, the the trends around moving away from invasive to non-invasive procedures, uh, the move towards what I would call prevention uh, versus maintenance, you know, is having customers start earlier and stay mm-hmm. longer. Um, they are spending more over time, you know, so there's this whole notion of lifetime value in this category mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, getting people, you know, on board early. So there's a lot of tailwinds. I think there's 20 years worth of tailwinds in the category. I think sophisticated investors are starting and do, do see that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's you know not a lot of ways to play that right now. You know at scale, mm-hmm. but the the landscape and is is, is big. Yeah. And the, the last thing I would just say is look the the move, and I think it's why we're doing what we're doing. And whether you see it in Teladoc or you see it in Calm or mm-hmm. you see it in Talkspace, but mm-hmm. there's just an emerging set of brands for consumers who are just taking charge of their health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really how we're trying to play this is to be the calm or teledoc or, you know, tele uh, talk space equivalent, you know, in, a, in aesthetics um, and really disrupt the category. Well, that's so good to hear. I mean, it, 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 it is. I, I, it's, it's been an exciting time. And, you know, one of the, the reasons I was excited to talk to you is that there's, there's so much M and a activity that's been kind of humming or buzzing around the business, the the industry for, you know, the last five to 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 almost seven years, ten years maybe, but it 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 was really picking up before COVID. The pandemic hit and things you know calmed down for a bit, but we've seen just um just in the past couple months a real jump. I mean, is are, are you, do you kind of feel that as well that the 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 investment industry, for lack of a of a better term, are they excited about? aesthetics and are we going to see more and more 
private equity and 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 other funds coming into the space trying to gobble up um, providers and, and make big brands? Yeah, look, I think that broadly, I mean, a lot of the activity has been around the devices. I mean, the category has right. in many ways been dominated by the manufacturers, you know, and the space that you and I are talking about has largely been independence, right? right. As you said at the beginning, a lot of two and three unit, um, uh, you know, brands out there. So I think there are a lot of people circling, um, mm-hmm. you know, and looking to see, you know, the different angles to play, whether it's through doing, you know, doing the med spa stuff themselves through the technology to service med spas and billing and those kinds of things to the device category. I think, you know, the, you know, the, the category is, uh, uh, you know, very much ripe for, for investment. Right. And I think you'll see a lot more investment in the space. So with, um, with ideal image, you, the, 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 one of the things that we've seen um, is that there, the, there's a, a, a lack of, I, and, and I want to be, be 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 nice about this for the, for the sake of the industry, but there's 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 a lot there's a lack of business acumen in a lot of the med spas that we see, and we saw you know when businesses failed because of the pandemic, a lot of times it was because they just didn't have their they didn't have their shit together, for lack of a better word, kind of their foundation yeah. was not right. Um, but you know, coming from from uh, your background, you've got this infrastructure and foundation set up. Um, it, it, if if there's a PA or an NP who's independent, or a physician, or somebody who's looking to get in the industry, one thing I always tell them is to you know don't you know don't shy necessarily away from whether it's a franchise model or or some other model because you're getting you get plugged into a foundation that gives you a lot of those tools and those things that that, that a lot of the med spas don't have. Um, it, it, how do you work for recruiting and finding new spaces and, and where do you decide where you're going to go next? Like what's the, what's the growth pattern and how do, how do providers get, get plugged into that if they want to? Yeah, look, I think I agree with you that, I mean, look, our doors are open, you know, for, you know, medical pros or, you know, sophisticated, you know, business owners, you know, to kind of join the network. I mean, we're out to build a thousand plus, you know, a unit network, you know, across the United States and North America. And, you know, it's as simple as just calling and, uh, you know, f- figuring out how to, how to plug in. And I think more than ever, you know, as we've, you know, I look as, you know, I came in and didn't know that much about aesthetics, but we brought, you know, a level of, you know, sophistication around business model, around data, around, you know, uh, direct to consumer marketing, all those kinds of things that have served us well, you know, in, in you know, coming into the pandemic and, and exiting. And so, look, I think our doors are open for people to come join the network. You know, in terms of where we're, you know, we're in 30 plus states today, as I said, we're, you know, we're, we're going to start to cover the balance of the United States and, and Canada here in the next three, four years. And, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're in D.C. this year. We're, we're headed into California, you know, third quarter, uh, headed into, into Chicago and just, you know, we'll just continue to, to build out whether it's our own units or through, you know, um, licensed units. Uh, there's a ton of opportunity, you know, um, mm-hmm. joining the Ideal Image Network. Yeah, California. Um, what uh, are, is Ideal Image in California at all, or is this your first? No. Okay. No, wow. we're, we're nearly 20 years old, and we haven't, you know, gotten to California. So we're going to enter in Southern California in the um, San Diego and LA marketplace uh, in third and fourth quarter, and then you know we'll we'll expand in those into you know 2022, and then move towards you know the Bay Area and and the like, but. You know, it's the number one state for aesthetics in yeah. the United States. I think, you know, to, to, to be the leader, you know, we deserve and need to be there. And uh, there's a lot of opportunity. 
You know, I was I was just going to ask you what the the impetus was for for choosing to go into California, but I think you just answered that. But I'm 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 curious what um why if you could answer this why why has an ideal image been in California up until now? Is it just because your growth was was elsewhere, or what was the what, yeah. what was the reason? I, I think so, and I just think you know I think all business people. Um, you know, uh, tread carefully about entering into California or yeah. any big market. Yeah. You know, there's regulation and the cost of people are higher and you know, mm-hmm. just the cost of doing business, you know, is higher. And I think there was just plenty of opportunity for Ideal Image, you know, being a you know, Tampa-based organization and you know, pr- you know, primarily, you know, uh, growing in the East, that, that there was a lot of other opportunity. But what we see is we do, as you know, we're in Dallas, we're in Boston, we're in Miami. We're in, you know, a lot of the top 10 markets in the United States. We do extremely well there, and the, you know, and we do extremely well in the Louisvilles and the Milwaukee, Wisconsin's, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and the like. And so we're we're just confident, you know, we've got a really strong customer who likes what we do, uh, that we're going to be able to be successful, you know, as we go into all these other markets. Absolutely. What um, other than California, which I know is kind of its own beast? What 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 are, what are which market are you most excited about? If you can share that. Is there one specifically? Yeah, look, I'm uh, look. We just opened. Yeah, we just opened in the DC market. It's really yeah. been our new, first new. You know, we've been filling in clinics in our existing markets for the last three years, and so we just opened. Um, uh, you know, about six weeks ago in Bethesda, uh, yeah. and it's you know already in our top you know five or ten clinics in the country. It's just off to an unbelievable start. We just opened Gaithersburg. So, you know, right now, I mean, yeah. it's been exciting for us to open, you know, that entire new market up for us, you know, which we haven't done uh, for a while. And I think, you know, we're we're putting our eyes on on California and making sure that we're successful there. Uh, yeah, I mean, as the- we, um, you know, get through this year. DC has been a you know for those of you who are listening from in the DC market that that there's been a lot of activity a lot of talk about that um so that's that's got to be pretty exciting um and and you're up in Canada as well is that right Yeah we are we're in um uh you know not Toronto but in uh, Vancouver uh, marketplace mm-hmm. we've got four units there and I think we'll look to continue to license you know there's lots of opportunity across Canada and we'll look you know for good licensed partners there yeah. Um, as, as we grow. And what, um, I, are there any specific treatments either that you've, that you've, you, you mentioned cool sculpting being up a, a ton. What's, uh, what, what treatment is, is kind of the most exciting for you right now that you, that you have the most confidence in that's, that's gonna, you know, make you the most money moving into the future. Yeah, look, we're a full service offering, you know, about, you know, from laser hair to cool sculpting to Botox and, and, uh, and anti-aging. Um, we're seeing strong growth in all of them. I think from a consumer perspective, um, our laser hair business continue to be very strong and laser hair removal and just the whole hair removal category mm-hmm. um, is big and growing. Um, but I think, you know, as we look at innovation, uh, you know, the face, I think, is where a lot of the action is. I mean, the, um, just the IP element therapy has been strong for us. You know, we're looking at microneedling. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're just getting into medical grade skin care. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the other big opportunities for us is what we're calling at home, but you'll, you'll see us get into prescription grade skincare mm-hmm. and the like here over the next 18 months, um, and really push into the tele, you know, medicine aspect of aesthetics and wellness here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like what's happening around the face. I think it's the gateway to aesthetics. And so, I mean, broadly, that's probably the thing I'm, I'm, I'm the most excited about. Now, and, and you mentioned, um, laser hair, which is 
is and always has been along with um you know botox and dysport the the kind of the 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 leading treatment that most med spas provide um there is a bit of a and you and you've been big ideal image has been one of the leaders in, in laser hair removal since the beginning what um uh, there there's there's yeah. a there's a bit of a, a, I don't know if it's a myth or not, I guess, I guess I'll ask you, is it a myth that you can't make money off of laser hair removal and that the margins aren't good enough and some call it a, you know, kind of a, uh, a loss leader? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, it, well, I, I, I think that, that, that is a myth because mm-hmm. it's really, you know, when I came in, I think I was asked us, you know, from our board to take a look at that. And I would just say it's a really strong business. I mean, we're, you know, we're averaging, you know, million dollars plus or more just in laser hair services you know mm-hmm. there, there is no consumable i mean you have to buy a laser and you have labor but compared to other um aesthetic services where there's a cons- you know you have to buy the botox you have to buy the cool mm-hmm. sculpting you know um uh, modules you know all of it there's a consumable for the most part so it's a i, I think it's a very good margin business and mm-hmm. it's a you know it's a very effective you know way to remove hair mm-hmm. uh, which is a big you know, challenge for lots of people in the United States. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everyone's got unwanted hair. And- yeah, they got hair. I mean, you know, and there's, un- you know, most of us have unwanted hair. And so I think, I think what we've tried to do is position it as a, a hair removal business, not just laser hair removal and, you know, price it and do it in a way where it's, you know, really worth your while relative to shaving or other hair removal uh, approaches to, to, you know, have it be a great value. And when you think about it that way, um, it, it becomes a very good business. So, you know, you are a, um, a, a CEO of a, of, of a, of a very bit large company. I mean, ideal image, I think, I think you have, um, I mean, what you've got a thousand to 5,000 employees. I mean, you've got, so it's a, it's a, it, it, it's a really large organization across many States with lots of different regulatory issues and compliance issues that you're dealing with. I, I'm but most of us, most of the folks in, in our business are small, truly small business owners. They've got one location, you know, maybe that's it. Um, what, but yeah. what types of, um, of data and KPIs do you look at as the CEO kind of on top of the mountain looking down? I mean, like when you look at an individual clinic, um, what is it that like, if you had to get a, just a handle on what that business was doing and what you could do to make that business stronger, what would you look at? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And, and, uh, you know, for me, you know, 30 years as being CEO, I, I lead, you know, I think, Data is one of the most critical things as a leader and business owner that you can have mm-hmm. and figuring out the half a dozen KPIs that matter is super important. You know, so when I look at our clinic operations, you know, clearly just uh, the, the, the effectiveness, I mean, certainly customer satisfaction and making sure that, you know, the treatments are working and everyone, you know, people are happy and all that is at the top of the heap. But to run, you know, a profitable business, it really comes down to the, the, the productivity of your of your medical staff and your treatment providers. Mm-hmm. And so we have a number of KPIs that we look at, you know, to make sure that we're getting the right revenue per hour out of our treatment rooms or the right amount of treatments per hour out of a medical provider. And so we spend a lot of time managing that productivity and we spend a lot of time managing our treatment book. And we spend a lot of time on, you know, cancels and no shows and just making sure, you know, that the, you know, as I call it, the operating room is full. Right. And, and, and those kinds of efficiencies. And, and if you do that, um, and then it make sure your staffing is in line with your profitability model, 
um, you know, that is a way, you know, to kind of make this business um, stronger. And I think in the category, there's lots of opportunities, uh, you know, across all of our businesses to do that. Well, it's, 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 it's so important. We, we did a, a study and I'm going to botch, I'm going to botch the numbers on this, but it was because it was, it was a couple of years ago, but it was something like 50 or 60% of med spa owners didn't really track anything. I mean, they didn't know what their revenue was. They didn't know what their expenses were. They certainly didn't know what their revenue per hour or treatment per hour or room per hour. They didn't know any of that stuff. Um, and it was mind boggling to me because they were still doing well, some of them. But I, I, I think what, what, what would be appealing to me if I was, you know, uh, whether it's a young PA or a, a doctor or somebody wanted to open a med spa, that hearing you talk, I mean, you, you've, you've got the experience, you, you've got so much insight into the data and how to run a business there's got to be a tremendous advantage to to plugging into that just that institutional knowledge to be able to operate your clinic um, without having to make all that stuff up on your own. And, and do, do you notice that with folks that that that, that come in there? They are, are they are they happy about the 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 kind of the institutional knowledge that, that you can that you can bring to the table when they when they join? Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, you know, there's always room to improve, but to, to have a proven business model, I think that is, and, and, you know, for me, you know, we've got the number one brand in North America, you know, by, by, by far, and, and we've got a proven model. I mean, we're our scale, we get to buy products cheaper than anyone else. And so we can offer good prices to consumers and still make, you know, good, good living. Um, the digital side, I mean, this ability, you know, the other KPIs we look at is just what does it cost us to get a new customer? And, you know, we've really separated the selling process from the treatment process. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference compared to most of the, maybe your listening audience out there. A lot of people try to sell and treat with the same person. Right. And, and so we've separated that function and that lets us grow, even though it takes a little bit of money to hire the selling person it lets the treatment person be, you know, really productive and let two different people do different jobs. Um, And so, yeah, the business model on marketing and the business model on treating, and that's what I'm saying, you know, I think, you know, our doors are open. I think lots of people who are great at at, uh, treating uh, or selling, you know, would do well in our system and, um, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um. I, I really appreciate you taking time. I know you're super busy. Uh, I, Ideal Image is going to be um, at the Medical Spa Show, which may have already happened by the time this goes live. I'm not sure, but we'll try to get it up, actually. Um, it might actually be going live right as we start. So, But if you're interested in, in, in that, I would definitely recommend popping by and checking them out and just because it's it's an option that I think that, that's out there that a lot of folks maybe don't consider. They, they want to have and, – and, and I guess – in in closing, Dave, I, I, my, my question to you would be: One of the things that I get from people when I talk to them about joining, whether it's a franchise or a corporate business, you know, because I know you 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 have you have both, but you're mostly corporate owned. Um, is they say, well, I really want to have my own brand. I want to have my own control over my own, um, you know, everything wants they, they they want it to be theirs. And and I well, I think that has merit. 
my response is, yeah, I, I see that, but there's also all these other things that you're going to get that you don't have to do um, if if you're you know if, if you're on your own. What 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 what's your response to folks who who say, you know what, I I want to open a med spa, but um, joining a, a a chain or a corporate um, client like like Ideal Image is isn't going to allow me to do my own thing. I'm I'm just kind of curious. What's the what's what's the difference there? Differentiator. Yeah, look, I, I say to people all the time that they can do their own thing. I mean, every entrepreneur has to put their heart and soul into their clinic and, and what happens inside those you know four walls. And they and they can do, I mean, within reason, they can do their own thing. Um, and it will be, I think most everyone, and I think it's starting to happen post-COVID here, are just realizing the investments needed to keep up with technology and yeah. training and everything else. It's very, very hard to do that on your own. And And... That is, you know, and that's one of the benefits of scale. So I think you can have the best of both worlds where you you are an owner and you can you know, run your own shop and, and have your own culture and at the same time uh, benefit from, from the scale uh, that comes from, you know, having a, a better mousetrap. And awesome. you know, that's, I think mo- most people understand that. Yep. I, I, I love it. I think it's a great answer. Um, and th- thank you so much for joining us. It's been, you know, it's been going on 40 minutes of talking. So I, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll have to get you back and, 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 and talk again sometime. Anytime, Alex. Great. Uh, great being with you. Awesome. And, uh, you know, have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Likewise. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa podcast, Medical Spy Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Dave Prokopet, CEO of Ideal Image. If you're new with us, we would love to invite you to hit the subscribe button. Click it now so you can get AmSpa content delivered to you each time. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.